0: Thank you. Um, first of all, thank you, Pastor, for, uh, for having me here. Um, and um, I'm, I'm, I apologize that I, I would, I, this seems really interesting. I'd love to be here for much longer, but in my, my family just returned this morning, so I do want to go spend time with them. Um, so thank you. thank you again for inviting me here. Um, so I know that, that Pastor Moses said that this is not a church event. But for some of us, our whole lives uh, is church. So <laughs> unfortunately, you have to oblige me. And thankfully, it's a friendly, it's a fertile ground for, for the word of God. So I might as well take the opportunity. Um, so I'll dive straight in only because I don't have as much time, um, just so that we can, can take it. And today, the, the topic was a Positive Economic Outlook and Startups. That's a great topic. What I really liked about when I saw the event was Open for Business. So I want to take you into the Word of God to hear what God says about open, being open. And I think it's, it's not a coincidence that that's the title of this conference. Um, because indeed... It is um, a theme that has been repeated in a lot of programs and prayers and conversations that I've been having with other apostles in the marketplace about how the ground is open. So please, please go with me to Genesis chapter 26, verse, I'm just going to very quickly read 12 to 22, really with an emphasis on 22. I'll just read it very quickly. And Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in the same year a hundredfold. The Lord blessed him. They say amen. Except you don't want it. And the man became rich and gained more and more until he became very wealthy. Amen. He had possessions of flocks and herds and many servants So that the Philistines envied him. Don't don't say amen to that one. Um, Now the Philistines stopped and filled with earth all the wells that his father's servant had dug in the days of Abraham, his father. And Abimelech said to Isaac, go away from us because you are much mightier than we are. So Isaac departed from there and encamped in the valley of Gerah and settled there. And Isaac dug again the wells of the water that had been dug in the days of Abraham his father, which the Philistines had stopped after the death of Abraham, and he gave them the names that his father had given them. But when Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found there a spring of water, the herdsmen of Gerah quarreled with Isaac's headsmen, saying, The water is ours. So he called the name of the new well Essek, because they contended with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that also. So he calls its name Sitna. And then he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he calls its name Rehoboth, saying, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be what? Fruitful in the land." I don't know how many of us read uh, Hebrew, but I, I, these days I spend quite a bit of time in Israel. So I'm learning Hebrew, and one of the most interesting things I found out was that the word Rehoboth means open space, open space. So God is talking to us this morning, whether you like it or not, that his kingdom is open for business. And we shall be What? fruitful in the land. Because there's nothing you can do if God does not open the space. You see, a very long time in this country we've been digging our father's wells. Huh? Whether it's oil wells, whether it's business wells, and then people will just come and say, no, it's not your well now. It's us, our own. And we will now start contending. We'll start contending. But God is giving us a word and saying that, look, in the spaces where people thought there was nothing, that's where he's going to, to send us. So I'd like for us to, to pray about it as we, as we, you know, think through this conference. God just laid that word in my heart to say, look, even though you are talking about positive economic outlook and all that, first of all, starts with my own. So God's word to you as you deliberate. So very quickly, I will just talk briefly about, just share some thoughts, um, and this is the more secular part of the conversation, about where I see a few things going. Um, The reality is that if you are in this country, you can see where we are, right? So I'm sure many of you, your costs must have tripled or doubled or quadrupled, depending on (laughs) how much your business depends on power in the last week, it's not easy for us to come here and be talking about positive economic outlook. I'm not trying to sell you on La La Land, so I am acknowledging that ground hard Eh? for God Day. Uh So the world is changing, right? You know, we've been a nation that has been extremely dependent on carbon, you know, whatever you call it, hydrocarbons for a very, very long time. And the reality is we're also a society that inherited a lot of innovation from the British or from the Americans or whatever. And I think that where we are now as um, business people, whose entire purpose is not wrapped up in profits, because that's what I think Christian entrepreneurs are. If you're a Christian entrepreneur, you are the definition of a mission entrepreneur. And actually, business gives you three, three clear ministries, if you actually read the Bible, right? If you're a Christian businessman, it gives you three clear ministries. The first ministry is the ministry of the kingdom. Your job is, as a business You're supposed to be a representation of God's kingdom on earth. So I don't want to go through the verses. We don't have a lot of time. But if you actually go and read your Bible, read all mentions of the kingdom of God, you'll find out that most times the example that he uses is the kingdom of God is like when Jesus gave a talent to. The kingdom of God is like, and the, the origin of that gospel is that, Very similar to this story I just told. The earth is the Lord and it's what fullness thereof. However, it was taken. The kingdom was what was taken. There's a parable where Jesus talks about a strong man came to your house, bound you, you understand, and then took what was yours. Then you had to come with her. The kingdom was taken when we fell the kingdom was taken. And then we're now being restored. He has, he has promised restoration. And we are now manifesting that promise. So that's your first ministry. So when I see Christian entrepreneurs wanting to stay small, I say, do you understand the ministry you are walking in? Because very much like Pastor said, it's not about you. It's not about your bank account. It's not about whether you want you are supposed to be contending with principalities and powers in the ministry of reclaiming the kingdom so that's your first ministry the second ministry is a ministry of seed sowing and harvest god actually leverages businesses to continue to reinforce his principles is so good seed you get what? Good fruit. You sow bad seed, you bad fruit. So what you see in Nigeria today, this is, our story is a story of bad fruit because all the good fruit refuse to be sold. Do you understand what I'm saying? We didn't go into business, so what happened? You just sowed bad fruit. And then you know, we're now wondering, why is there no power? Why is there, why is there adulterated fuel? The people that are adulterating fuel, are they Christians? not are they church Goazo, are they Christians they're not Christians they're not following Christ Christ will not trade well you understand what I'm trying to say so that's where we are right your job because every, the reality of the world we live in is that it is actually black or white there's no grey so if we don't sow good seed Guess what? But there's actually a verse about this. If I, unfortunately, it's just time, but I could have taken you through when God talks about there's a there's a verse where where He talks about the good the good um, I am divine, and you should abide in me. It actually breaks it down. So we are we are we are the proveyors of that principle of. Seed time and harvest of good seed and bad seed, because these are spiritual principles. And then this, the third is the ministry of help, right? Which many of us actually operate in easily. You know, you can can't tell you for free, oh, we support, we give to church. You're there, you are God's treasurer, right? You're supposed to support the ministry, you're supposed to give to those who are less able just like the early church worked, you're supposed to share what you have with others. But those are the ministry that God calls us as business people to operate in. So what does that mean in our context? We have to think differently about who we are, what we are here to do, and why we need to do it. And it means that Yes, things are hard. But what happens if we don't actually have to deal with hydrocarbons and everything that it represents? What opportunities emerge from that? It's not enough for us to just complain about power is not working. Well, what would it take for us to move over to solar or to move over to something else, right, that is not as tainted with the blood of innocence, because oil is, in this country, you know where oil comes from. I lived in Wari for 20 years of my life. So I know where oil comes from. Been there many times. It's not, many people don't know. The entire industry is a field of blood. Right? And that's why it works the way it works. Right? So, why can't we move away from it? Why can't Christians lead that movement? to Say, look, we will not put... We will not buy cars with fuel. We will will buy electric cars. We will not use generator. We will put solar. And we make it work. It's not that difficult, to be honest. If we apply ourselves and the Holy Spirit inspires us and we ask for God's help and grace, it's not that difficult. That's an opportunity. Right? You know, when you think about talent, people, young people, particularly, there's deep insecurity all over the land. And it's very easy to just say, government, government is not doing its job. And to be honest, government is not doing their job. Yes, But when we ask ourselves, okay, yes, government is not doing their job, what am I doing? What are we doing to show young people a better path? Look, there are carriers that you can have, but you don't have to do these wicked things just so you can make money. This is a better way. How many of us are having those conversations in our neighborhood, Are we just looking at them and driving past them with our Prados? These are the questions. Because government is not doing their job, but it doesn't mean that we shouldn't too. Right? How many of us, even, you know, young people who should be in school, see them milling around, Somebody talked about that. Why would they not be used as weapons for thwarting the enforcement of laws when nobody has engaged them? The petrol station owner, evil, has engaged them. Huh? Say the idle hand is what? This devil's workshop. So why don't we build our own workshops where we keep people busy? These are the questions that we need to be asking ourselves. This is business. The biggest business in this country, let me tell you, historically, the biggest business on this continent has been people. They just translated the trade. The first time, they forced you on a ship. The second time, they told you it's Canada. If you apply today for a Canadian visa, I, I, I went to school in Canada, let me tell you, and I stopped, I told them, in fact, the foreign minister came here, it was my professor, came to see me. I came to see a bunch of government officials. I saw him, obviously. He said, ah, you haven't come to Canada you know, since you graduated and you left. I said, I can't get a visa. He said, ah, but that's not a problem now. I'm the prime minister. I'll sign for you. I said, no. Until I can walk into the embassy and get a visa easier than I can apply. Not coming to Canada. Because I have no business there. My ministry is over there. But that's how they do us, right? UK is now becoming like that. If you apply for, I'm, I'm Jakwa Avi, <laughs> it's easier for you. They don't remember you have a Nigerian passport when you want to Jakwa. But when you want to travel and do business, these are the things. So they, they force you into this corner, make you believe it's your own will. Because people are going there, okay, fine, Nigeria is hard. Okay, I'll go there for two weeks and come back and eat Amala. But it boxed us into these corners. The biggest trade is human capital. There's so many opportunities in human capital. But again, we continue to be played, right, by those who have stolen the kingdom. And being told, oh, we need to only be worker bees, only be slaves of another system. So, we, we have to now think okay, what can we do as Christian entrepreneurs to intentionally deliver discipled talent in every aspect of life? Right? Talent that is spirit filled, that can do the work, that will do honest work, that will take pride in their work, that will show the fruits of the Spirit in their work. What can we do to do that? Because that is what the kingdom needs, people. We are not intentional about that. We're not intentional about that. Maybe in our churches, people come to us and say, "Please, can I get a job?" We're very quick to say, "Brush them off." That's not how other communities work. Well, let me just tell you: go up north; they'll find you. Even if you are, we can't do how they do it, where they put incompetent people just because they share faith. But we can build a process. And say, hey, look, this is what I need. This is where you are. Do this, do this, do this, do this. What would it cost us? Nothing. Nothing. That is what it means when God says open spaces. We have to also remember. It also means that we also have to be open spaces for others. And not just be us. God is opening space for. So, so that you can do what? eh <laughs> God just open space for you, eh? When God was opening space for Isaac, He didn't just open space because, oh, yeah, come, come and sit down." He was building a nation. You understand what I'm saying? So He needed to open that space. It was part of His plan. It's not. It wasn't because. So sometimes I think the problem with Christianity is that we think God works for us, so we we'll just be telling Him what to do. Ah, please, I want a big car. A. <laughs> You know, give me a big house, like, oh God! You got to, you don't, no, no, You I think you've gotten the relationship. <laughs> it's like your driver thinking because he drives you. he can just take you where he wants. Eh? <laughs> Imagine that if you get into your car now, and your driver just says, ah, "I just feel like a Club today." <laughs> <laughs> I'm just driving you there. I are like, "No, I have a meeting. I have a meeting in Yaba," and he's just driving you to quake Club. Would you be? Would you? Would you? Which you, you understand what I'm saying? So because. You know, so sometimes because we think God is blessing us, we forget that everything is, is Him. So these are the opportunities. And I would still say at the end of the day, the true sign that our community gets it is governance. That is truth. The problem with this country is that because we have the business community is a product of iniquity. That's the truth. In this country, the business com- If you go and trace the history, business community in this country is a product of iniquity. No value. Take this license, front for me. Take all the big names, that's it, that's it. So when God is creating open spaces for us because they've collected... All those industries where we're supposed to be dominating, right? When we get there, what do we do? Right? We now start to, okay, and so you people can leave me alone. and I'll be giving you 10%. I want to stop you. Please, no vex. We refuse to come together to say, no, 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 no. This is how we will deal. And if you come, against us, we will send our hosts of heaven too against you so that we can go fire for fire. But the business community, Christian business community is timid. It's timid. don't have, even Christian candidates, you know, at the end of the day, look, other, other business communities are looking for control of government. We, we just want the rules to be fair. Me, yeah, I don't need, I know for me, I don't need a politician that is going to open road for me <laughs> in Abuja. I hate that place. I don't like going there. <laughs> I don't need a, but every time I think about it and I say, ah, why do I have to deal with this guy? Why can't it be somebody who, it doesn't have to be a Christian, but somebody who is competent and qualified. And if I have a say in this country and I am paying taxes, Right? I can pay double the tax to make sure that is what happens, that the most qualified person sits in that office. But how many times do Christian entrepreneurs, we're too quick to go and curry favor with one Philistine they've given a title, not knowing that, like Pastor Moses said, we have what authority. It's not about shouting. It's just saying this shall not stand. And whether it's in prayer, in resources, or in organizing ourselves, we can make sure that's the case. Anyway, I've already gone over my time. But again, like I said, God is calling us into open spaces. God is calling us to be open spaces. God is calling us to open spaces. Thank you.